I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome back to Free to Just Be, the podcast identifying and releasing those pesky matrix attachments. So together, humanity, we can step back into our power. And this here is the hippie freak of the South coming at you with love, light, prayer, and high, high vibrations. And I'm sending it out all around the globe. And I hope my voice finds you in great health with vibrant energy today and that you are choosing to live a life that creates that every moment that you're on the planet. And if my voice resonates with y'all, please just take a moment and like and review this podcast wherever you're listening so that we can rise the podcast up and we can help each other step into our power even quicker. Well, this morning, good morning on this gorgeous, frosty, cold Saturday morning. And as my brother um, Jimmy Swin often says, you know, I... I'm sorry, but, you know, sometimes when the spirit hits me, I just got to go with the flow and I just got to get my preach on. Well, that's kind of how I feel this morning because uh, I really, um, and, and I didn't record yesterday. I, you know, I'm here to say, yes, I missed yesterday. And the reason is that um, my husband was off yesterday and the days are just... <laughs> Time is collapsing for me. I often forget what day it is, what time it is. Time is like becoming meaningless. <laughs> and my husband works a 4:10 schedule. And I just completely, I didn't even realize that Friday was already here. And so yesterday he was home and that kind of threw me a little as far, uh, took me out of my own schedule adjustment. But it was a beautiful lesson um, that Spirit gave me. Uh, we both had things to accomplish yesterday, and the hippie freak has been had her wings clipped, so to speak, for about four months. I, I have been without my own vehicle, and um, the kawinky dink in my life was uh, that my son has given us a loaner truck um, to use until we're ready to purchase our own, because we don't buy anything on credit, and. I had been thanking Abba for months for this vehicle to get me around because I, I, I need to begin teaching during the daytime instead of waiting for my husband to come home, being that we're a one vehicle family again, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and the answer to that prayer walked into my house during our Thanksgiving gathering in the form of my son. In the form of hippie freak has to humble herself and accept that God was delivering the answer to my transportation issues via my son. And what did I do? At first I was like, oh no, no, I don't, I, I don't need to do that. But anyway, so to catch you up to speed, now I've had his vehicle for a week and it has been glorious. <laughs> I, uh, it's just been amazing. However, 
having not been out in the quote-unquote real world, except to do my errands and such when my husband's uh, driving me around, this was my first real day solo by myself where I could come and go freely because I had the means to do so. So my husband had something to go do with one of his buddies, and I was going to go do some shopping. I hate shopping, just so you know. Um, it's, it's definitely not, I am not one of those women that shop till you drop. I, I would rather throw up, (laughs) but anyway, I hadn't been in town. And the thing about the hippie freak is I love people, but it was just, um, being the observer, being out in circulation, so to speak, and witnessing the, um, the flat line, um, most people's faces had that straight line across them. I saw very, very little joy. I saw a lot of stress and frustration. Um, hurry, hurry, hurry. I felt like the frequency was very um, broken and and static like I, I I am not really sure how what words to describe how I felt the vibration out uh, uh, like a lot of um chaotic movement that's that's how I felt inside around around uh, the general population and it got me really um it got me really thinking about my random joy challenge, which uh, I forgot yesterday. So now I have to do a double dose today. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, but I was so, it was like I was introspective watching people out in public. And I turned it around when I realized, wow, you know, I, I have opportunity right now to surround this store with love and light. I I can send out my high and and abba vibrations right here into the store in into people's um quantum field. And so I began doing that and and so that has really it went with me into my sleep last night and it's what I woke up thinking about thinking about how so many are not even taking one iota of time to literally prepare their hearts for what's coming. And of course, what's coming, it, it, you know, we've got the proverbial tale of Santa Claus, but you and I both know that that's, that's not what's coming here in, in the next couple of weeks. We are really supposed to be getting our spirits attuned and at one with the fact that it's a celebration of our brother Jesus coming, coming to the planet, the start of the rescue plan. And, and it just kind of floored me that I, I feel like that is not the priority in Western society, at least not what I witnessed yesterday. Now, of course, I don't know what's going on in people's hearts. But lo and behold, what does Abba lead me to this morning? 
as I have all these thoughts going through my head and as I'm praying for people, praying for myself, thinking about um, the times this week that I, I thought about Christmas and the times that I didn't. And he leads me to, um, I've been reading, I I just completed Revelations, and preparing my own spirit for Christmas. um, You know, I'm going under the advisement of Master Lama Rasaji, and and he suggested not only Revelations, but Isaiah and Hebrews. And of course, I I will forever, um, you know, I've done it for 38 years, this will be my 39th, I will always read the Christmas story out of the book of Luke. But as I'm preparing my heart and I'm reading scriptures, I'm fully aware now that my understanding within myself that the scriptures are skewed and things have been removed and all of that, I understand that. I think I've always understood that, but I guess because many people um, don't verbalize that and it's not something public, uh, a lot of religious people would say, oh no, you know, it was inspired and it's the King James Version and all of that. And it's 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 really focusing on minutia. Because see, God is a respecter of, of no one, you know. He he will use anybody. And I the modern day example I always I always liken this to is Tom McDonald. Tom McDonald has incredible um in your face truth in his raps. And yet there are people that are so stubborn and so caught in their religiosity that they won't even give Tom McDonald's works a listen because his face is covered with tattoos and they think he's weird or violent or whatever. And there there are whole hordes of people that miss incredible gems of truth because they're so stuck in their boxes of judgment and criticism and the way that they think things should be. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying all that because I, I'm going to share with you a portion of the word out of dun, 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 the message version. Oh, my God, hippie freak. You are a freaking heathen. You are getting spiritual food out of a story like version of the word. Well, how accurate could that be? Well, I'm going to share with you just how accurate that is. You know, back in Isaiah's day, as he's prophesying what the Spirit is telling him to tell the society of that day, it it literally is a prophecy for today as well. And it hit me like a ton of bricks bricks. And and that's where I wanna I wanna camp today is in Isaiah chapter one. Because Isaiah, um, he really, especially the message version, it, it really packs a punch. So I'm just going to share today's message, which obelate on my heart. And we're going to call today's message, Isaiah asks, are we ready for Christmas? And uh, I'm going to read and I, and I will comment a little as I go. So Isaiah chapter 1 from the message. The vision that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw regarding Judah and Jerusalem during the times of the kings of Judah, Usa, Jadam, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Heaven and earth, you're the jury. Listen to God's case. 
You see, I had children and I raised them well. And they turned on me. The ox knows who's boss. The mule knows the hand that feeds him. But not Israel. My people don't know up from down. Shame, misguided God dropouts, staggering under their guilt baggage. Villainous gang, band of vandals. My people have walked out on me, their God. They turned their backs on the holy of Israel, walked off and never looked back. Now I know that there are the pious out there saying, well, that's not me. They're, you know, they're not talking about me. Well, let us continue. And there are some of us, especially us, uh, you know, patriots of the Western world who believe in the Constitution and freedom. You know, another person that we are so excited to go see is Aaron Lewis. We're going to go see him in concert in a cave tonight. And we're super excited because he speaks the truth about what's happening in our land. But, you know, there's a little bit of out of balance there as well, because he is like my husband is. He's he's got a warrior spirit and he's calling it out and he's calling it out and he's saying this shouldn't happen. And just like Isaiah did. But that yet we have to have the balance of compassion and love for those that have gone so far astray. Because all of us, not just those villainous ones that are literally spilling blood as we speak. So let's continue. And we're going to talk about those folks too. But not one of us can divorce ourselves from these words. We all, to a certain degree, have turned our back on God. And this is why this time of year is so important. This is why Advent is so important. We are supposed to be getting ready for this incredible advent. So let's continue with verse 5. Why bother even trying to do anything with you, God says, when you just keep to your bull-headed ways? The hippie freak is talking all the time about staying in our box, our proverbial box of false beliefs and programming the mind control that we have allowed in our lives. Why do I have Open Your Mind Monday? Because so many of us absolutely are adamantly refusing the truth. And it's happening right now today. Let's continue. You keep your heads against brick walls. Oh no, excuse me. You keep beating your heads against brick walls. Everything within you protests against you. We literally are at war in between our heads. We fight with all these thoughts. We don't know where they come from. We don't recognize that they're the programs that we picked up, the false beliefs that we picked up. One of the biggest ones is that we need a mediator to come and have a conversation with our dad, with our creator God. And we have fallen under that false pretense that it's the Baptist way, it is the Pentecostal way, it is the Catholic way, it is our way or the highway, and that's the only way that we get to talk with Abba God, our dad. I call him my dad often, and I cry to him just like a a little preschooler would. I don't need a priest or some polyester-suited Baptist minister telling me that I can do that. But many of us feel like that's the only place that our spiritual journey happens is when we're sitting in a building. Let me continue. It says, 
from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head. Nothing's working right. Hmm, why is that? Why do we have such a need to inebriate? Why did the hippie freak do that most of her life? Because I didn't like the way I felt. And why didn't I like the way I felt? Because I was not taking all those emotional upheavals as a gift. And I kept stuffing them down and stuffing them down. And I caused, I, I absolutely beyond the shadow of a doubt have already had a witness. I know that I had, I, I am correct when I say that I created the two cancers in my own body. Because I can look back in my journals and I can tell you that I was an emotional wreck and I was holding on to all this floating shit and I wasn't dealing with it. Every time our traumas and our emotional stuff comes up, that is God in his grace and mercy saying, hello, deal with me. So you have most of us on the planet walking around beating our heads against brick walls, protesting against the power that's within us. And nothing is working right in our life. Let's continue. Wounds and bruises and running sores, untended, unwashed, unbandaged. Your country is laid waste. (laughs) Your cities burned down. Your land is destroyed by outsiders while you watch, reduced to rubble, by barbarians. What is happening in the Western world? Thousands are coming across the border. So much chaos is in the world right now, especially the Western world, which many claim is literally Babylon. And I would attest that I'm, I'm leaning real heavy to that towards myself. But I'm no Bible scholar. I'm just a hippie freak here hanging out in the South. And God is speaking to me. And I, because I have been courageous enough to come to the mic and share authentically and genuinely my journey. And if you get stirred up to maybe go and discover what's going on in your own spirit, then I've completed my mission for the day. So let's keep going. Daughter Zion is deserted like a tumble down shack on a dead end street. Like a tar paper shanty on the wrong side of the tracks. Dude, I have been living on the wrong side of the spiritual tracks. For 38 years, I've walked with God, a God of abundance. And what program has kept me from that abundant life? That program is scarcity. I tell you, that is one of my intentions this year, to leave behind that mind-controlled program that wants you to think that you will never be on God's side of the tracks. Yes, I have literally put myself under others, may, but I, I must not, you know, I, I must not be worthy enough to have these things. And I, it's, it's not material things. I, I could care less about material things. But to have the energy of money, money is just an, a form of energy, folks. And I didn't realize that until this past year. Thank you, God, for leading me to the way of the Tao, to Tai Chi Gong, to the teachings of Master Lama Rasaji, who have lit up the scriptures in this hippie freak's life. Let me continue. If God of the angel armies hadn't left us a few survivors, we'd be like de- we'd be as desolate as Sodom, doomed just like Gomorrah. But no. He sent modern-day prophets. 
Yes, dare I say, like Master Lama Rasaji, who many religious people will not even look at because, oh my gosh, he's a Lama. Are you a Buddhist now? We are all one, folks. There isn't even male and female in the big picture. God is a balanced God. He has male and female attributes. And here we are judging and saying that my religious way is right. No, my religious way is right. It's ridiculous. But he left us people to show us the way. And the way is to come back home to that light and love that's right inside us. Let's continue. Isaiah says, listen to my message, you Sodom-schooled leaders. Receive God's revelation, you Gomorrah-schooled people. We all fit into that. We're all under these mind-controlled programs. If you think you're better than these programs, that you don't have any, well, you are the most deceived then. Because every one of us needs to clean up our act and open our spiritual eyes to see what we have allowed in our lives. Let's continue. Why this frenzy of sacrifices, God's asking? Don't you think I've had my fill of burnt sacrifices? Rams and plump grain-fed calves? Oh, now this is where it really gets hurt, hurting, okay? All of us that have sat in churches for years. And I did. I spent 20 plus years. I sold my three-bedroom house with a pool in it to go into full-time ministry. I took the Kool-Aid of the program of religion, which was put there to just divide us all and fragment our spiritual lives. And believe me, there are genuine people and I learned so much and I am knocking, not knocking churches, but it is not something that we need to come to the Father. So let's continue what he says. When you come before me, whoever gave you the idea of acting like this, running here and there, doing this and that, all this sheer commotion in the place provided for worship. Yeah, I'm calling you out, you big box churches who have literal stores and coffee shops in the vestibules of your places of worship, which if you recall my brother Jesus, oh, what was he? He was a radical. He went into those places of worship and made a whip, did he not? And he knocked down those tables that were selling the doves and the rams because they knew they could make a buck because people had to go in and place their sacrifices, but they traveled and they didn't have sacrifices. So where were they going to get it? Oh, we're going to go in and we're going to line our freaking pockets. And guess what? Isaiah is calling us out today as well. What were people doing when I was out in my little town in Middle Tennessee, hurrying and scurrying and looking angry and stressed, and there was no joy? Where was the joy? We're getting ready for the King of Kings to arrive on the planet, and we're worried about baubles and material things that are meaningless and just go into the landfills with all the rest of the plastic that we have chosen to harm Mother Earth with, right? Think about it. Get real with yourselves. Let's finish. Quit your worship serades, is what Isaiah was preaching in that day. I can't stand your trivial religious games anymore. Monthly conferences, weekly Sabbaths, special meetings, meetings, meetings. I can't stand one more. 
Meetings for this, meetings for that. I hate meetings. You've worn me out. I am sick of your religion, religion, religion. While you go right on sinning. You go out Christmas shopping and you don't even think about that street person that you're judging because, oh, they're just standing there because they want their next bottle of whiskey or their next fix. And yet the spirit was telling you, uh, this person in front of you doesn't have enough money for groceries. But, you know, you're holding on to that tight little fist because you want to make sure that everybody gets that picture that you're the one that gives so much. And those material presents are not even going to be remembered a month from now. It's your heart that matters more. Let's continue. Isaiah says, When you put on your next prayer performance, I will be looking the other way, says God. No matter how long or loud or often you pray, I'll not be listening. And do you know why? Because you've been tearing people to pieces and your hands are bloody. Go home and wash up. Clean up your act. Sweep your lives clean of your evil doings so I don't have to look at them anymore. We have been given this incredible opportunity. And those that are in their boxes and cannot believe that numerology and the stars and moon aligning and portals are opening, that that's all hogwash and, and we can't listen. Well, let me tell you, on a November 11th, we were given an incredible gift. And if you do your own research, people, if you take the time to get off your high hoss and open, just poke one little finger in your box and let one little stream of light come into your place of darkness. And guess what? The whole box will light up. And then you realize that you're in a self-produced prison and you can just push that cardboard out. And you can realize that on 11-11, a portal, you know, portals open because people spend years petitioning God like the Mayans, like the the... Native Americans in Sedona who spent 300 years and, and a portal opened. And that was a portal from us, the 3D, to heaven. But every thousand years, folks, a portal opens from heaven to us. And that is exactly what happened on 11.11. So when we read what Isaiah is saying, huh, clean up your act. We have opportunity and that's why this message is so heavy on my heart this morning. Because if one person hears this and realizes, oh my God, this old hippie freak from some south town is speaking to me across the globe and saying, wow, I'm not even ready for the King of Kings to come. He's given us opportunity because he loves us that much. He loves even the incredible corruption that's going on in the Western world right now where they literally took one side. They're targeting the babies in utero. And then they go to the other side and they're targeting the elderly. And they're trying to wipe us all out. You want to talk about blood on the hands. So let's continue. Sweep your lives clean of your evil doings so I don't have to look at them any longer. Say no to wrong. Learn to do good. Work for justice. Help the down and out. Not because you want to look good, folks. 
not because you want somebody to see you giving a handout. No, we are going in to the water rabbit where abundance is going to be more present, where calmness is going to be more present, where instead of the hand out, we're going to teach people how to fish for themselves, where we're going to give people a hand up. That's where we're headed. And if you want, if you want people to notice the good you're doing, what does the word say? You do those things in private. Let's continue. Stand up for the homeless. Go to bat for the defenseless.